0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: And in three, two, and one. This week. This week. This, this,
0: this, this week. This week. This, 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 this week. This week this, 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 this week. this
1: week in
0: This week in Geek, we talk about gaming ramen, Nintendo Direct, and Pokemon.
1: Hello, hello, everyone. We are back and back to our regularly scheduled format of this podcast in these episodes. We are Kevin and Matt again, as usual. You, you didn't change your name when you were in Japan, did you?
0: No, no, I didn't. Okay, so, cool, so still Kevin.
1: Still Kevin, still Matt, and we are back now. So, how was your week Kevin? What what have you done anything
0: interesting? Um this week, let me let me check what I did this this week in in the geek. Um I think the only thing that I really took notes on was the Nintendo Direct that happened. Uh Nintendo tends to just like drop that on us randomly. I didn't I didn't know when it was happening and they're just like, "Oh, here's here's the direct. Here you go, have it." So I'm just like, uh, okay, um, it keeps things interesting, but it makes it very hard to like plan a good marketing strategy around that. Exactly, um. But for me, for the most part, I was just uh, reading up, catching up on my manga, um, watching Vinland Saga with a friend because he's never seen it before. So going through all of that, um, and slowly reorganizing my shelf, um, and then other than that. Uh, shooting more TikTok stuff for the manga TikTok that I've been running for the past couple weeks. So, yeah. Ah, uh, what about you, Matt? How's How's your week? How's everything going on your end? I'm very tired, but somehow,
1: in spite of all that, I think Saturday was the first day in a very long time that I've had like good, consistent sleep. It was so weird. And then last night I got a. It It was harder to fall asleep, but I did get a, a decent decent amount of sleep so hooray for that um what else did i do i saw the new hercule poirot movie the um a murder the no, haunting in venice which was like it was fun it was decent but it's like it's pretty much it feels very much the same as like the last two that kenneth branagh has made um murder on the Orient express and death on the nile where it's just like it's very atmospheric and like a very nice setting and everything. And it has a very stacked cast, but it kind of rushes through the mystery a little bit too much. It doesn't take enough time to let you kind of actually figure out what's going on in the mystery. And it doesn't really go over the clues very well. It feels like it's just very intent on proving how much of a genius Poirot is without letting anybody else kind of get a grasp on solving it for themselves or figuring it out along the way, um, they kind of just rushes to through everything at the end. Um, very dependent on jump scares, but if you're just looking for something creepy and kind of fun to watch, and you don't really care that much about the mystery, then I would say it's it's a it's a decent film to watch. I would give it like a six out of ten. Um, I also watched Theater Camp. Then today re found out that Theater Camp is already streaming on Hulu, so I didn't need to pay the $13 to go see it. Um, but it's fun. If you've ever like been to summer camp or ever done theater, I think it's a definitely a movie that's gonna speak to you. If you haven't done either, it's I, I don't know if you'll accept it the same way. Like I I was watching it in an empty theater. Then a couple of kids went in, they heard one of the jokes, and for like five minutes were like, Oh, okay, this movie's funny, we can stay. And then it got into the actual like theater aspect of the movie, and then they kind of left. So I had the theater back all to myself again. Um, I got the new Mortal Kombat game, so I was playing that. We'll talk about it a little bit later. And then I saw a play that uh, I did the sound for. So hooray. That was me this week. Nice. <laughs> it was a lot. Um, yeah. I'm very tired. I'm a very tired person, but I can't stop doing things. Staying um, busy. You know what I think I should I should eat, Kevin, to help me with the tiredness and mm. keeping the energy? Some gaming ramen. <laughs> there we go. Um, so I I know you went to we talked about it or you talked about it last week, how you went to the Cup Noodle Museum. Um, mm-hmm. And you said that they didn't have anything about the new gaming ramen there. Nope. Not, nothing that I saw. So okay. what is the weirdest flavor of ramen you've ever seen or had? I hadn't I haven't eaten it but i remember as a kid um at school kids would like there there's a cart that sold food um and it, one of the things they sold was ramen was cup noodle uh-huh. and one of the ones that people got was like the cheddar flavor yeah they had i never had it cuz i felt it was kind of kind of weird for cheese soup um so i always just kind of got the chicken one but
0: <laughs> have you ever what's the weirdest one you've had that's a good question i was I don't think I saw anything that was like completely, like, that really threw me off the the entire time. Uh, when I was at either the museum or in Japan, um, I did get a lot of soba though. That is something that like mm-hmm. I'm I'm used to now. Um, they just have those instant, and it's also made by the same company that does cup noodle. So, uh. Yeah, I I don't know what the soba and like normal noodle dishes. So so yeah, uh, most of the noodle dishes come with like a soup. Mm -hmm. Uh, Soba you don't have with the soup, so like you essentially like only use the water to like boil and cook the noodles and to like heat up the ingredients on the inside, and then they have like a second slot on the on the deep corner or like the further corner that you didn't pour the water in, uh, that drains it out, and then you put in like a sauce packet. And like whatever, whatever sauce is still left in the carton becomes like the sauce for the noodles. So ah okay, yeah. But yeah, I don't I don't know what weird flavors I've come across over the course of my my life. Most of it is just pretty standard stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think cheese the the cheese one is the weirdest I've seen like
1: in person. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, starting actually today, um, this gaming cup noodle was available in Japan for people to try and eat. The packaging is like it's very gamer. It's like it's got the RGB color theme and everything. Um, and it's available in two flavors, garlic and black pepper um, for and this is a so it's a soba noodle. So, like you said, interesting that you mentioned it like this as a soba noodle doesn't come with soup. It's just the noodles and whatever sauce flavoring and toppings that are available. Um, So there's a curry one and there's the garlic black pepper one. Um, They're available for how, how much is a dollar
0: Kevin in yen? So, uh, 69 cents USD is equivalent to a hundred yen. So, okay. For every like for every two dollars we spend, it's three dollars it's three hundred yen their side. Okay. So, yeah.
1: Okay. So let me do this math really quickly. You said sixty-eight cents is a hundred yen.
0: Yeah, like 69. So like a like two-thirds of a dollar is a hundred yen. I'm trying <laughs> to figure out my math for this because um
1: they are 280 yen for the black pepper variety okay. and then
0: 298 for the curry flavor. So okay, I'm trying to do so, the math in
1: my head and I can't. I I, I hate
0: math. So so for the, so for the curry one it's about $2 for the uh for the other one you said it was 280, right? Yeah, 280. 280. Uh let's just quick it. It's about um Subtract that. That was about a buck, like a dollar eighty, a dollar and eighty cents for the regular one, and then it's like two dollars for the, uh, for the curry one.
1: Hmm. Okay. So they're both roughly about two dollars. No. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Two dollars. Roughly about two dollars. Um. So I mean, it's still that's not that expensive. It's so pre- relatively cheap. Um, like you guest last week kevin these are just it's pretty much noodles with c- caffeine in it to try to keep you awake at for long gaming sessions why is why is everything gamer themed kevin have to be like super caffeinated and super sugary and unhealthy why can't they uh, like change the game and make like
0: gamers the healthiest people in existence exactly that's that's what i'm asking why can't you like? Know, it I was saying, if I ever did more streaming stuff, I would like to be sponsored by not like an energy drink, but just like Kirkland, like (laughs) like Kirkland signature. I'd be like the Costco guy (laughs) and be like, yeah, I'm sponsored by water. (laughs) What are you going to do? If you could be be sponsored by Kirkland, you'd be you're set. Yeah. Give me the Kirkland sponsor. Give me I will take like Arrowhead. I I know people give Arrowhead a bad rep, but it's water. Uh. (laughs) So I mean, at it. least it's not Nestle. Yeah, it's, it's I'm not pushing Dasani on my channel, so like yeah. Although if you did get Dasani
1: to sponsor that you get that Coca-Cola money. Yeah. It then then I'm just gonna backtrack it. <laughs> yeah. So these aren't available in America. At least not yet. But yeah, in Japan, if you if you were there right now, Kevin, you could buy some today. I would. I, I would Try it. it. You do it. I'd do it. I'd do it for the memes. If you could only get one, which would
0: you rather get the curry noodles or the garlic black pepper? See, I feel like you wouldn't be able to taste the caffeine regardless. Um it's probably just I would probably go with the the garlic black pepper, because it's more of a unique flavor. You could get curry ramen, like it's kind of kind of all over the it's kind of like a regular stay that you can get. So I would personally go with the the black uh black garlic is a black garlic or black pepper garlic that one mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah i think
1: same here just because i like garlic and everything that i eat um, yeah but yeah that's that's the new gaming ramen which nissen refers to as the strongest buff meshi, and meshi means Uh-oh. meal right
0: yeah <laughs>
1: yeah so strongest buff meshi is what they're calling this gaming ramen, gaming cup noodle. <sighs> I remember there was one time where, I think I might've told this story already, but I was in Target and I can't remember which, I think it was talking about um, XQC or Ninja. This one kid who was like trying to get his mom to buy him this gamer fuel energy drink or whatever. And he's mm-hmm. like, but the streamer play drinks it on their stream all the time. And I had to tell the kid, hey, you know, it's just because they're drinking it. It's not good for you. They probably don't drink it themselves. They're just sponsored by the company. Yeah. So they tell you to drink it. And the kid was like, I just saw the light leave his eyes. He was like, wait a minute. They don't actually <laughs> drink it. And I'm like, no, they just get paid to push it. And so he put it back and his mom looked at me like, thank you. <laughs> I, I crushed his child's like... dream that day, <laughs> but I
0: saved his kidneys. There you go. That's the there you go. Part. Be like, all are... right kid yeah put on the gamer fuel you don't need it um here's here's our podcast <laughs> I'll mention you a,
1: a, a, like yeah. a couple months down the road when we're talking yeah. about gamer ramen instead yeah exactly <laughs> oh so besides Kathy and Kevin you know another thing that that gamers have and love uh oh, d-
0: not lives, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> no, no, would no, never. I would never accuse a gamer of having a life. Disposable income? <laughs> no. <laughs> no.
1: With how much games cost these days, no, we don't have disposable exactly. income. That would require us to like go out and do work and and save money.
0: Ew. We would have to. We would have to do more job to get money. I don't. I don't.
1: I don't want to do job. I just want to stay and contemplate the existential dread I have while staring at the sky like in a Ghibli movie. Yeah, there you go. But no, Kevin, we we like phones, apparently, according to Blizzard. We've got phones.
0: Yeah, that's the only way how we play Diablo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but Apple now took that to heart, apparently, and they're trying to make the iPhone 15 Pro represent the, quote, next generation of mobile gaming with support for console and PC games previously unavailable due to their hardware restrictions and and iOS not being compatible with a lot of things. So apparently, Apple is getting into the AAA game. So the 15 Pro is going to be able to natively run versions of Resident Evil 4 Remake, Resident Evil Village, Death Stranding, Uh, And Assassin's Creed Mirage, which I mean, those are not like lightweight graphic games. That's not like lo-fi gaming, like to do that right. Just there's so much processing power and graphics card necessary, you know? Yeah. So it's according to like the specifics that I referenced on this IGN article, because I don't understand techno stuff and parts or whatever. um. The the they're gonna be these games are going to be able to natively run on the iOS on the i 15 pro. Uh there's no word yet on how running these games to their full capacity is gonna impact your battery life. Um but the G the Apple says that their pro iPhone 15 Pro phone is gonna have a GPU that move this 20% faster, featuring a six-core design with better peak performance and energy efficiency, and that it's a 17 Pro enables next-level mobile gaming with fast, efficient performance and hardware-accelerated ray tracing. Whatever that means. Um, but it's very interesting. I The main point of this is that when these games are coming out on PC, on Xbox, on PlayStation, on Steam, they're also going to be coming out on just on
0: your phone. Yeah. I, I don't know if this is just one a gimmick to get people to buy the like buy the latest iPhone because like what we had this joke literally since the uh the inception of Apple like like their what it why am I I'm blanking out on the thing their iOS and like their, their software Uh where they can't play games. Like we, yeah, you have to run flash.
1: You can't play, you can't game on um, an Apple computer.
0: Yeah. You can't game on a Mac. And that is like the biggest joke. So what allowed them to be like, Hey, let's flip that and try to get our phones to run games. And I'm like, wait. So you're not going to let like your PCs do it. You know, like the actual, like you have hardware that you could use to to make this and then you could compete with like the other the other ones with everyone else who has to build their pc uh but they're like no just just our phones i guess i'm um, i don't know what this will mean uh but yeah uh, the only thing that i'm mainly concerned about is one how is it going to run compared to like just obviously running it off of a smaller uh like like a smaller Console, a different console or a PC. Um and then two is how hot will the computer right. get? Right. Uh, I'm afraid that like if you're running something that's very, you know, graphics intensive, uh your your phone might catch on fire or like let alone just like hands. just die. So um I mean that might be a market for somebody. I mean I'm giving somebody an idea here, just make a controller yeah. that like fits over it, but for the most part I'm like I'm I'm skeptical about how well this will run. And it's like the people who are going to play these games I feel
1: are going to want to get the best experience possible for it mm-hmm. unless of course like you're always on the go for business or just you you move around a lot and you don't have the time or um ability to sit down to a pc or a console and and you want a game so you you need something mobile i get that market and it's very it's a very niche market i believe um but for the people who are actually going to be playing these games and want a solid experience how are you going to convince them to not get the game on their console or pc they already have and instead get it on your phone like how much how much space is that going to take how again? You with the performance, how hot's that gonna get? Like, what is the incentive here to to play it on your phone as opposed to having a, the biggest screen possible with the best sound possible with like either a controller or a PC that's easy or not or controller or a mouse and keyboard that you can actually like very easily control the character without having to fumble with the touch screen.
0: Yeah, that is something that I was trying to figure out as well. It's just like, how accessible is it to play when you have to have the controls on the screen as well? Um, and then what games can you play even on this? Because um, you don't want to like have to worry about connection issues if you're doing multiplayer stuff, so on and mm. so forth. So uh, what, what's the play moving forward with a phone that's able to play against players on consoles and stuff like that. And if you're running on data, like, cause you're, you
1: don't have Wi-Fi and you're on the go. Like, are you going to have to get a, a brand new specific phone plan that incorporates like gaming streaming data or whatever? Like this just opens so many Pandora's box aspects of, of gaming and phones that we don't really need. Mm-hmm. I feel like the game, the mobile gaming market is so specific in itself that and it has its own fans. But I feel like for like AAA games, which this is all about the iPhone 15, being able to run AAA games, I, I don't know if that is worth it. I don't know if that market exists. And I don't know, like you said, is this just a gimmick to get people to be interested in, in the phone? Graphics-wise too, Kevin, like do you, do you honestly think that running the game on a phone it do you think it's gonna look anywhere near as
0: good as it looks like on a ps5 or on a pc definitely not you're you're having l- literally a tiny screen that we have to like squint and figure out what's mm-hmm. going on there so i yeah. i would yeah. much rather play you know AAA games on a bigger format things that are at least dedicated to playing those kinds of games but once again it's trying to mobilize the game more. I guess it will work if you're like. Playing something on the go a little bit more, but I don't I don't know if there's anything else that's like insane that I would be. Interested in, in terms of. Uh, the iPhone being able to play triple A's, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Now, what do you think would have better graphics,
0: the iPhone 15 or Nintendo Switch? OK. I think graphics wise I think the phone would actually be better. Uh I that yeah that's a, that's a good question. The only I, thing yeah. that makes it a little tough now is what if iOS starts getting exclusives. Oh. Oh. Like what if they're competing for that market too, you know?
1: Mm-mm. But <sighs>
0: it's such again it's such a,
1: a niche market that's like un unpro- i think it's unproven at this point and and mobile games do have just a, a bad rap of being like bad quality or just chock full of ads or pay to play stuff kind of, and all this microtransaction hell what developer would want i mean what developer with enough pull to have an exclusive game would want to just work with apple I mean it's it's different yeah. than like having exclusive movies and stuff for watching that are exclusively Apple like Ted Lasso because like that's a proven concept that Apple can can play in the streaming space. I mean they're not as good as some others but again with Ted Lasso with um their dinosaur show with stuff like um shrinking they've proven that they can they can do it there but in gaming I don't think that there's been enough of a, a positive reception to mobile games that I that any developer worth their salt would do this unless they're an up and coming company. Yeah. But, but even then, if it's just an up and coming company, then unless you've got the greatest game ever, it's it's not gonna have that same impact as a, yeah, like for for example, like Bethesda doing their next exclusive on the iPhone, which they never do because Microsoft, but mm-hmm. Or like Nintendo saying we're we're developing the next Breath of the uh, Zelda game exclusively for the iPhone, which they would never do, of course. But it, it's that same kind of you need someone with that kind of pull.
0: Yeah, you would need some company that actually has titles that are good enough that you would want to a play it on a mobile like platform, but also like enough to have like a character associated with it. I feel like the only one that like kind of comes to mind that could be like a little weird would be something like Sega like if they were to be like yeah the next the next Sonic like basic game is gonna be on like yeah I could see that the phone or if they were to be like it's just tough to like find something that's like worth playing on mobile that you wouldn't otherwise play on a different console but then again it just like lends itself to becoming like another like If you're going to make a game on the phone, you're going to consider it a mobile game, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to want it to run the best on mobile. But like a game that is made for mobile wouldn't be able to stand up anywhere close to something that's made for like a PS4 or even PS5 or PC, right? right? Like in terms of graphics and survivability. It has to be very Um, simple. Yeah. So I don't know what you could do. (laughs) I I don't know what the play is. I think this, again,
1: you said it earlier, I think it's a gimmick. Um, but the reason I, I mainly brought the Switch is, and this is in comparison with the graphics, is that Mortal Kombat 1 just came out. And I think, mm-hmm. for, first of all, I think it's it's fun. Um, it feels for me somewhat slower for some reason than other Mortal Kombat games that I remember playing Um the new invasions mode which has replaced the crypt where you could like just go around and and buy things um it's okay it's like a giant board game where every single space is is another fight where some of them have gimmicks like the floor is lava or whatever um but for the most part they're just pretty easy like one round fights it gets kind of annoying, especially when like a secret fight will pop up, or you're like on your way to another spot in the board, and you get ambushed, and you have to do another fight. Where it's like, hey, I just want to get to the end of this goddamn board, um, or I just want to unlock more skins or shaders or whatever. Um, but it's it's okay. Uh, I thought I would dislike the cameo system more when the cameo system is like. It's kind of like an assist trophy in Smash where someone just comes in and doesn't attack or doesn't affect to help you a little bit. Um I don't I I don't mind it, but I don't necessarily like it. It's an interesting mechanic. It does promote a lot of creativity, but I just end up not really using it that often. Um Yeah. So, anyway, Mortal Kombat 1 just came out on all major platforms like PC Xbox, PS5, also on the switch and it's a very expensive game Kevin like games are starting to be seventy dollars now, which I don't like. I hate it the the premiere edition that comes with the battle pass with all the the characters that are coming like um homelander and and whatnot that was like over a hundred dollars total. I don't know why. But for the $70 price that I paid for my PS5 version, someone else paid for their switch version. And while like I know no one's expecting the switch to look as good as it does on the PS5, like this looks like straight up plasticky PS2 era graphics. Kevin, have you have you looked at this link at all? I haven't seen the
0: link, but I have seen some of the tweets. Okay, so going, you've seen some going of the
1: the the plastic melted Barbie face of Melina or like yeah. Dead Eyes Johnny Cage. Yeah. It looks so bad. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> like I had MK11 on the Switch because I did want something to be able to play on the train when I was like going back and forth between work at the film festival or whatever, or whenever I was out and about. Um and yeah, it looked like crap. It didn't look this bad, but it looked like crap. And this just is like how do you justify the same price tag when the performance is by far inferior
0: yeah it it's tough to like that's that's the thing that i feel like a, a lot of people who own switches including myself like talk about quite a bit it's nice that you know the the it's capable of running both as a mobile device as well as you know uh, online but i do feel like there needs to be like either another remake of the switch hardware side that gives us 60 frames um or something that can like allow us to pretty much see the graphics a little bit better and a little bit more cleanly you know Mm Hmm. so between this and like the
1: iPhone, if the switch can't run Mortal Kombat to look at least like p s four era graphics, mm-hmm. I don't know if I have faith in Apple being able to like adapt very demanding triple like Resident Evil five I I don't know how that's gonna look. I'm scared to see that on the iPhone fifteen, but i like Apple prides themselves on like good displays, so I don't know, maybe they'll actually surprise us and that and if they do, that's gonna be like a big spit in the eye on the switch if like a phone can do mm-hmm. it and you can't, you know,
0: yeah it, it would force the it would definitely force Nintendo to be like, hey, we gotta redo some of the hardware inside of the switch. And I think a lot of people would buy into it too. Like if imagine like right now we're, we're looking at like breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom, like how well, like, well, or how glitchy they look at some moments, but like if they can get that to run super smoothly and super clean, like that's, that's another step for people to buy the same game. Just make sure that it runs at that level, you know?
1: Right, right. because if it's like it's an improved version of it that like actually looks significantly different. Um, so my last story before we move on to Kevin's stuff, is the writers and actor strikes are still going on. There's talk of a, a an extension of the actor strike into the world of video game acting um to again, prevent from the AI usage and I guess perpetual um I don't I don't know how to say it, but they, they want to use those performances and just kind of put them together, cobble them together with AI and never have to pay a performer again for their voice because they have they can just recreate it with bots or whatever. Um, but in the middle of all of these writer strikes and everything, um a lot some of the talk shows like the daytime talk shows like the Drew Barrymore show, um, real time with Bill Maher. Um, I didn't know she had a show, but Jennifer Hudson's show and like the talk, they were trying to come back in the middle of these strikes just without their writers. Um, Drew Barrymore in a statement, let me see if I can find hers. Um, it? yeah, so last week in a statement, she said that, um, she was going to bring back her show because this is bigger than just me. I own this choice. We are in compliance in not discussing promoting film film or television work that is struck of any kind. We launched in a global pandemic. our show was built for sensitive times and us only functioned through what the real world is going through in real time. I want to be there to provide what writers do so well, which is to bring us together and make a sense uh, uh, make a sense make sense of the human experience um more nonsense but essentially she's saying oh we have to keep this going even though we don't have the writers to make sure that like our crews get paid which i get that's important but you're you're scabbing in doing this you are breaking the strike which makes which undercuts the hardships that everyone's already gone through and it weakens the strike and also like when the strike is over and resolved That just kills your career because no one's ever going to want to work with you again because you pretty much told them, like, I don't care for the struggle of what you're going through. I just want the benefit of all the work that you did when this strike is over. Um, Eventually, her, Bill Maher, pretty much everybody decided, oh, actually, let's not go return to screens again. Um. After everyone already told them that, oh, screw you, We're, you You just killed your career. No one's ever going to work with you again. I believe Drew Barrymore was actually already filming her show. I don't know about other shows. Like, I don't think Bill Maher had quite gotten to the filming part of his show yet. But I believe that Drew Barrymore had... Um. Reports in this IGN article say that people were picketing outside of her show and two audience members were kicked out for wearing writer's guild on strike pins. So that makes me believe that she actually fully broke the strike and fully returned to work, even though that's pretty much a death sentence for her and a statement. She wrote, I've listened to everyone and I am making the decision to pause the show's premiere until the strike is over. I have no words except to except." No words to express my deepest apologies to anyone I have hurt. And of course, to our incredible team who works on the show and has made it what it is today. We tried to find our way forward. And I truly hope for a resolution for the entire industry very soon. Um, Bill Maher, when he paused um, said my decision to return to work was made when it seemed nothing was happening and there was no end in sight to the strike. Now that both sides have agreed to go back to the negotiating table, I'm going to delay the return of real time for now. And hope they can finally get this done. Um, that pretty much just reiterates what I said. It's like he wants the benefit of all the all the striking people and all the negotiations, but doesn't wanna stick with everybody and doesn't want to be in solidarity. Um, so these shows have paused. I think the damage is done though. I think their careers have already are already gonna be significantly harder because they they tried to weasel their way out of it and make the excuse that you're doing it for the crew, which of course it's important to support your crew. And like these people who are below this, below the line, quote unquote, in Hollywood, they're not making millions of dollars. They're trying to get paycheck to paycheck and they haven't been been to work for over a hundred days. And I know people who are in the industry who are freaking out right now because they need the work and they don't have the money and their savings are all drying out. But that's – I don't think the writers are to blame. Like people are blaming the writers and the actors for striking. Um, I think it's a lot of people who don't understand the industry. But if they don't strike now and if they give up now, then I think for everybody, there's going to be a lot less work in the future. Because if you can just use AI for writing and acting, who's to say you can't just use this AI technology to – do makeup or, or create the looks of actors. Like you don't, you're not going to need someone to do set design or makeup or hair because a computer is going to do it. So, um, yeah, that's, what's happening there. Uh, Kevin really quickly before, uh, we move on, like, do you have any thoughts on, on this? Like, it it just, it's kind of stupid to me that they thought they could
0: get away with it. Yeah. I I thought it was, it's just not, The play you're you're showing that you you're trying to do it without having the the writers in your room and trying to do it on your own but I honestly don't think it's it's not worth it Uh, just wait and then then do it (laughs) when when everything is finished yeah it's just not it's just not gonna help them out also, just quickly before we move
1: on, I just remembered. Um tw- you know how Twitter's free, Kevin? Yeah. Um you know how Elon's making Twitter even better every single day. Yeah. Well,
0: but that's, he's gonna that's, make uh... it
1: even better by charging people for Twitter now. He's gonna he's gonna make it a subscription thing.
0: Wow. Gotta love it. Yeah, guess what we're... The,
1: only, the only reason people use this app oh, is it's free. right
0: <laughs> yeah I guess we're I guess we are moving over to threads uh
1: <laughs> I mean if there was anything that Elon could have done to make sure that threads is a success it's this it's to try yeah <sighs> all right Kevin take it away get us away from the Elon topics even though I'm the one who started the Elon topic
0: it's okay. We don't have to worry about that. There's something that he can't touch and that's Nintendo. Let's go over the Nintendo Yay. Direct. Uh there's just a couple of things that I do want to mention. Um just there there is a I wouldn't say there was a lot that stood out to me for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. there are just some random games that I just wanted to highlight. Uh, so that's what we're gonna do. Uh number one, Princess Peach Showtime. That's kind of the big one that came out kind of in the middle of it. Um, it is a standalone game with Princess Peach where she has to save a theater um by performing as different different characters as she continues on through. Um it, that it, it's just a very interesting like style of uh of a game. It's another like side scroller game as well so uh yeah looking forward to that one if you guys want to see the trailer for that it's it's on the like all of this is on the uh what is it it's it's on the nintendo youtube channel so you can check it out um number two uh a game that i talked about quite a bit a while ago uh trombone champ trombone champ is coming to coming to the switch uh it has motion control where you could either control it by going up and down or uh there's like an rfid like kind of read thing at the bottom that kind of like judges distance uh you could use that one as well um the other thing that trombone champ on the switch has that isn't on the pc version though besides weird controls is a four player multiplayer option where you can all play you can have up to four players playing trombone champ all at the same time that's Uh, a party yeah that is a party uh it seems like a really terrible idea but it does seem really funny so i think we we have to try that one for sure um the next one that i want to go over is spy x anya um operation memories um, it's a spy family game where you have to, you play as Anya, which is the the small child uh and you go around and you take photos of certain things that you want to keep in a memory journal. Um, it's a really wholesome experience we don't know when it's coming out. all we did was get a get a trailer for it. Um, I'm assuming that it's going to be coming out sometime either early to mid uh 2024 just because that is the gap of when, the anime and the movie finish. So it should give us like a little bit of time to go ahead and get that. Um we have uh let, let's hop to Among Us. Uh we had an Among Us trailer in the Nintendo Direct uh for the fungal. Uh the Fungal what? is a fungus what? jungle. Yes the 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 fungal F U N G L E. Uh it is a map it is a new map for among us which is mushroom themed um they had to do like a whole cinematic trailer for it uh them crashing into this fungal uh so yeah it's uh it's a fungus jungle uh that's what it is uh i didn't expect among us dlc in in ours Uh, i don't think it's dlc i actually think it's a free update um so we everybody should get the option to play this new map um let's go into a couple of racing games we'll talk about mario kart 8 the final wave of the dlc um is coming with a couple of new courses um but the most important thing that a lot of people are hyped about are the four characters that have been announced for it um so we're getting peachette uh we're getting pauline uh from the mario kart uh tours one um but also you know uh mario odyssey um then we're getting funky and diddy kong are also returning to mario kart so if you if you liked playing funky and diddy kong they are also returning uh the the most wild one that a lot of my friends are talking about is this final racing game which is f 99 um if you guys know f-0 is where captain falcon is from uh it's initially a racing game where you just race other players on a course um, but for Nothing some reason, do with the Falcon Punch, right? No, it, it, yeah, it, there, there was no punch in that whatsoever. Uh, where did but, they get that idea? Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> but it, but it's sick. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we have F099, which, if you guys know about Tetris 99, imagine racing with 99 other players simultaneously in a battle royale format uh, on a racetrack that's what f099 is <laughs> uh that's a lot of yeah. racers it's a lot of racers uh you lose uh by getting hit which there are collisions uh and by yeah just pretty much losing hp is the way how you how you lose the game um but there are like things that you could do like you could use some of your hp to boost yourself they have another skyway Thing which allows the uh allows the player to take like another path up where there are no cars and you get to speed through it that's if you get like a certain amount of like gauge or meter um so yeah that's another thing that we got to keep in mind is f099 we that's supposed to be out like right now too so if you want to take a shot at it go for it um but yeah, Nintendo Direct overall just pretty small. Nothing that was announced like day of release. It's more of like, uh, here are things to look forward to in the future, um, uh, from Nintendo. And the yeah, old
1: trombone champ, teach me how to play trombone.
0: Absolutely not. This it. <laughs> does, it, does, it does not translate. Um. So it's not like Rocksmith. It's not like Rocksmith. No, not at did all. That, did that
1: actually ever work? Did people learn guitar? am playing rocksmith
0: i did uh did? I, I was able to play a couple songs from rocksmith yeah oh my god that's amazing uh, when, I, when i was doing it um i
1: was always kind of doubtful but i'm glad
0: to <laughs> like I'm if you to... have a good guitar and you're like doing it every week and you start like learning the the tablature and then you just don't even need the you don't even need the screen anymore you just kind of riff and figure it out mm. um but yeah, uh that is it for the direct. Not a lot. Um there is also that new WarioWare that's supposed to come out at the end of October, I think. Um, so that this should be the a one good that actually Thanksgiving actually looks
1: game. really good.
0: Yeah, so it's the one that's like uh the old school uh WarioWare Move It. Um, I think that's what it's called or something like that. Um but smooth moves, I think. Yeah, smooth moves. It's like smooth moves, it's called move it. Um so we're gonna be getting uh a bunch of those games where you have to be in awkward positions in order to to actually win it. So yeah, that's gonna be funny. Um yeah, let's keep it in the same boat as Nintendo. Let's see, let's go to Pokemon. Yeah, we have a lot of Pokemon stuff uh this week. So uh first things first is the Pokemon DLC for Teal Mask is now out. Um if you guys were interested, this is a brand new uh zone that you could access after you beat the main game. Um, and it takes place in like this Japanese festival kind of, uh, land where you go around, there's like food booths and stuff like that. Um, but there's also a bunch of different kind of Japanese inspired Pokemon. Um, for example, there's a new, uh, version of Sinisty, um, which is a, a cup of green tea. Um, they, they have that, they have in uh, which is now a candied apple, Um, as an option. Uh, And they all have different moves and abilities, too. So you have new moves included in there. Um, And also, some of the older Pokemon that weren't in the original decks for uh, Scarlet and Violet are also returning. So if you are looking forward to newer Pokemon, uh, make sure to go ahead and check it out. Um, What else? There's also Ogre Pond, which is the new, like, quote-unquote, like, box mythical that's on the front cover of it um it's a little it's a little ogre guy who has a mask um and then there are three other like pokemon that are like one of in the game uh you have uh oh, i'm making sure I, i'm getting these pun names right there's monkey dory there's mm. there's ogi Dogie and pheasant dipity uh so those are the the three new poison whatever types depending on which one you're you're going for i think you get a chance of catching all three um so we'll see how how uh that changes up uh vgc there's also a bunch of like uh there's a bunch of people testing it out at least in vgc as well so if you do want to see how the how pokemon works and what moves are there uh make sure to go ahead and check out uh the new dlc um cool uh, Pheasant Dipity
1: keeping... doesn't work that well as the other two.
0: Yeah, Ogi Dogi it's, it's and Monkey Dory are pretty pretty good. Yeah, because like we already had Un Pheasant and uh, like Pheasant Dipity is a little bit tougher. It does have the best typing though. It is Poison Fairy, so we'll see how it how it plays out. Um, but yeah, uh, new DLC. I haven't played it. I haven't beaten the first game, so I still don't even know what's going on. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, uh, if I ever do get around to it, I know Milotic is now in the game too, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and start building my team around my my ace. Um cool. Uh keeping it on the train of Pokemon, uh McDonald's has brought back the Pokemon Happy Meal. Yes. Um, so uh if you guys want to get your hands on the Pokemon Happy Meals, the one where the, the box is the Pikachu and it comes with uh it comes with four cards and the spinner game. If you guys remember the spin game. Uh, that they had uh there are uh four different types of the spin game it's it doesn't actually well there are six different box pokemon so there's cloth foikoko sprigatito quaxley pikachu and satitan um and the spinner is either scarlet or violet because of the two games uh so you get to go ahead and play with that um each pack will have one foil rare which is either Sprigatito, to titan pikachu or Cloth. um and then it will come with three other random common cards um out of the common cards they have totodle uh Kilowattril, kilowattrel flittle uh sanaconda curlia cyclizar tandoous and Blissey. uh those are just some of them that we've seen um i don't know if there's more but those are the ones that at least are confirmed um so yeah uh Pokemon is back at McDonald's so uh make sure to at least stop by once if you want that cute Pikachu uh happy meal box. Uh cool. Uh last thing Pokemon related, uh let's go ahead and talk about the Pokemon illustration contest. Um this is something that Pokemon puts on every year. Um and encourages artists to go ahead and give them card ideas and card art. Um when you guys do participate in it it's not for nothing either uh you guys get to actually compete for cash value um and a lot of a uh, a lot of the people who are a part of the judging committee are like high ranking uh pokemon officials um but yeah let's just go over some of the uh <laughs> let's go over some of the incentives here so um we'll go from the bottom and head up to the top uh that'll make it a lot easier so there are going to be 15 judges awards granted um which will receive a cash value of 500 um these are the ones that the judges liked in general they get to pick one that they like personally and get to get to say you win this one um so that's good um there will be six uh runner-ups um if you get sick, if you get one of the six runner up spots, you get a thousand dollars, um, for second place, there will be one second place, which is, um, you will get a standard card illustration. Um, essentially you get one of your cards in there, you get one best EX card, um, and you will receive a cash value of $3,000. Um, so that's a, yeah, that's a good prize. That's pretty good. And that's second place. Um, if you get first place, you get you get the grand prize which is uh $5,000. So, um that's oh the, also that's a very nice cash prize. You still get your card printed. That's also a thing. So, the thing about these illustration ones is like it does go into circulation in the Pokemon like trading card game. Um so you get to not only brag that like cool you got your uh you you get your card printed um you get a you get one standard card so somebody one person is going to get a standard card illustration so literally anything that isn't an ex card and then there's one that's for the ex as well Mm. um that is for second place so there's two second place winners um for that three thousand dollar prize um and then the best one out of all of them will get the grand prize which is 5k um which is really cool so um Remember Pokemon does this every year. If you guys want to uh join, just check the uh check the Pokemon website for the Pokemon Illustration Contest 2020 or 2024. Um and I believe, let me just double check uh the times for this. So the entry period is going to be from October 12th. So you still have time to work on your art before you have to submit um until January 31st of next year. Um so this is to give you guys enough space to go ahead and and work on it. Uh you must be at least 18 years old once you submit it. Um you you can just as long as you get it through that is good. Um there's a theme to the contest as well. There are two um the theme of the contest this year is magical pokemon moments. Um so ideally parts from uh the show or something that you were that really like stuck out to you um and once again there's two divisions so there's the standard card illustration which will be for like a regular card itself um and then there's an ex card illustration which is for like the special uh ones that will like leak out of the frame um and you have to choose from one of these 10 pokemon this is this is a limitation but it's really it's not too crazy okay so you have charizard you have pikachu Eevee, Fraligator, ooh Flygon, Absol, Bidoof, Melmetal, Amped Form tree which is the yellow tree, and then the last one is Corydon. So those are your limitations. If you guys are interested in entering, uh, make sure to check out the website. They have a lot more detail on it, um, and I wish everybody the best of luck. It is a really cool, like, contests as well to even see people who are just submitting um like usually after the submission period um a lot of people who may not have won will start posting their art like online just to like let people know like hey i submitted this for for the illustration contest we'll see how it looks um and yeah it's it's really cool to see everybody like starting to put things up um, by the way, usually the judges awards go to like really funny art. It doesn't necessarily have to be like the the most pristine art either. You can almost draw a meme. And as long as one of the judges like it, you can you could possibly win 500 bucks. Um So, yeah,
1: I would I would if I could draw, I would go for for alligator because I love for
0: alligator. What do I feel like we're about to get some really fire art of the Yeah, we're going to get like a doof that's just like I don't know. Usually the ones that I saw with Bidoof are them like building like a little, little hut or something like that. But I mean, we saw Bidoof's like big day. I think that was, that was the short, right? Um, Mm we, 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 we got to get some of those. The, the theme of the contest once again is magical Pokemon moments. Uh, so you got to find like a point that you remember, uh, with, with the Pokemon that you're like, okay, yes, this is, this is what I want to illustrate it doing. Um, Yeah, so uh, that is it for the Pokemon stuff. Um, And yeah, let's start getting into the anime stuff. Well, this one's kind of in the middle. Uh, It's not on the docket, um, but it was something that I saw in passing and a friend sent it to me. Um, Apparently, there is going to be a Demon Slayer-esque Mario Party game uh, coming out pretty soon. So uh, it's the same board game style as... uh, as Mario party, you play it online, um, with friends, either local co-op or online. Um, and I think, I don't know which console it's for. All we saw was a trailer. Um, but it does have mini games in it as well. So you're, you're playing the board game and mini games that are included in the whole, uh, um, what is it in, in the demon slayer realm of fun mini games that you could play. Um, but yeah, that's the branch between the gaming and the in the anime. Now now we do the anime and the weeb stuff. So let's go ahead and hop into that. Um, the first thing that I do want to mention is Blue Giant. The anime film is coming out um, on October 8th and 9th. I believe those are the dates. Let me double check. Yeah. Or it's the 9th and the 10th um, of October. So it kind of weird days, but you, you want to get your tickets when you can. Um, and they are, it's like another two day showing. So it's like you either watch it when it comes out or you, you don't, um, unless it does really well, sometimes they will be nice and they'll, they'll do another running, um, or another screening of the show. But, uh, yeah, um, for the most part, we we're getting blue giant for those of you guys who don't know what blue giant is. Um, we follow a character who is starting to learn the tenor sax, And he is tired of mundane and routine life um, that he that one day he discovers jazz and he realizes sometimes you don't have to follow a routine. And I want to do that. Um, So his whole thing is to become the best jazz musician in Japan and eventually the world. Um, And you see him slowly getting a group of people together to go ahead and become uh, just that. So it's really cool to go ahead and see his rise through uh, Blue Giant. Um, if you guys want to buy the manga itself, uh they come in these tiny uh books, like kind of omnibuses, but they have like one to two volumes per each one. Um and yeah, we that that's what we got. So Blue Giant jazz uh anime film coming out uh sometime early October. So uh mark your calendars. All right, cool. Uh let's go into the manga releases. This is uh this week is kind of a big one um if we're going over it but next week is a little slow and then we go into the uh, oh god what's going on october uh that's what <laughs> i like to call it um so uh this week we have a couple of them we have insomniacs after school three um Gekkon shoujo nozaki-kun or girls monthly nozaki-kun uh 14 uh we have alice in borderland 7 and then we have one punch Man uh 26. so lots of lots of other books that are continuing on with the series if you're keeping up with that um next week kind of a big one uh at least for me we have homunculus um three and four I read book one in like one sitting and I was hooked so I need more um we have Fire Force omnibus six which is continuing on with the fire Force uh part of it and the big one is the Chainsaw Man box set um if you guys haven't collected, books 1 through 11 um that is the time to get it um it's also interesting that they're doing this here cuz this is actually kind of a nine head play if you ask me um so chainsaw man box set comes out next week right uh-huh. the week after that they're releasing um chainsaw man book 12 so it's after uh tatsuki fujiboto took his break he comes back and then he's writing more Chainsaw Man right now. So we're getting more chapters week to week. So he's slowly releasing more Chainsaw Man stuff now. But the box set contains the first full arc. And if you guys have watched the anime, you guys are only in the middle of that arc. So you still have a lot to go. Um. So <laughs> Chainsaw Man, the box set, if you want to collect it, go for it. Um but yeah um just a, just a lot of a lot of books coming out and a lot of books to add to the shelf um if you guys want to keep up with more stuff or if you guys do like manga content in general uh feel free to follow the new TikTok that I've been making it's called Kana manga, um k a n a m a n g a jeez so many a's <laughs> um but it is Kana Manga. it just goes over a bunch of stuff that's either being released um lists that i make like top five lists um recommendations will be coming out in october um and then uh meme content on fridays so yeah, yeah friday memes friday meme stuff so yeah that's exactly what's going down and exactly what we're uh taking apart so yeah we just have a lot of a lot of manga stuff coming up a lot of stuff reading and uh yeah a lot of tiktok content coming up as well
1: busy 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 But it's a good busy because it's fun, geeky stuff kind of busy, not slave away at a nine to five. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. So that wraps it up for us. Kevin, life advice for the week going forward.
0: Uh, I guess the only thing that I would say is uh, just try to mark which shows you're going to be watching um, by the end of this season. Um. For those binge watchers like like myself, um, I've only been keeping up with uh what is it, zombie one hundred, because that's one of my favorites. Uh and it's pretty episodic in nature, so um, I give it that time. Um But uh in a couple of weeks, once October rolls around, not only are we gonna have the Among Apocalypse where we just have to like pray that my wallet survives till the end of the month, um, uh, but we're also getting the next season. Um, And ushering in that next season as well. So um, we're transitioning out of fall. Nope. We're transitioning out of summer technically and going into fall 2023. So um, we have a bunch of shows that will, I'll be giving you guys a couple of heads up of like what to look for, at least anime wise. um, And what I will be attempting to binge watch with my friend. Um, So we'll see. (laughs) We'll see what shows come up uh, as we continue to, Watch the charts and what happens to be released. So yeah,
1: it's also spooky season coming up. So yeah, for I got that.
0: We got to figure out uh what I'm carving into the pumpkin this year. This is Ooh, fun. I did pochita last year from uh, Chainsaw Man, and it had like the whole chainsaw part sticking out of the pumpkin, uh, which was really cool to make. But I, now I, there's not a lot of like mascot characters this year. Um, there's not a so lot gotta... of
1: horror movies out this year I think the only like good one is The um The Conjuring and then there's Five Nights at Freddy's so yeah I think those are the only two like worthwhile horror movies to watch this year that I know of yeah anyway thanks guys for tuning in to our regular programming Um, it's good to be back and good to be talking about geeky stuff and um, We will catch you next week. We might have a guest coming on soon if I can figure out when to schedule between me, Kevin, and one of my friends. Um, But if you like Starfield and voice acting and video games or just one or all three of those or just want to listen to it, um, that should be coming up within the next couple of weeks when we can find a, a comfortable scheduling recording time. But thanks, guys, for tuning in, and we'll catch you next week. Adios.
0: Next week, we bring you the latest news and stories from around the internet.
1: Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to us and rate us five stars on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also follow us on all social media at twigpod, that's T-W-I-G-P-O-D. And feel free to send us any questions, comments, or any suggestions of topics you'd like us to cover. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week in Geek.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.